think that's actually what it was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, we figured it out. Apparently, Wazzy is my memory over here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised at that, actually. That makes a lot right? of sense, actually. What did I do? Don't worry about it, Wazzy. Just keep doing what you do. Just be you, baby. <laughs> okay. I need you to. All right, I just press play, my boys. Welcome back, y'all. It's been a what few, are we playing? Few, few, uh, uh, hide the banana, um, or hide <laughs> the zucchini, <laughs> or hide the eggplant. It's so many different names for dick now. It's crazy. Look, I'm not hiding anything in my prison pocket. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's not you hiding it, Jake. It's yeah. somebody else. <laughs> You are the hiding spot, buddy. I think you got it confused. <laughs> would you would you play hide and seek so much that you become the hiding spot? <laughs> I am begum. <laughs> that is terrible, and uh, yeah. I don't ever want to go to prison. Even though, remember, I was, that is a good goal, MJ. Yeah. That is a very good goal. I just. I just think about all the you don't always just go to prison because you rob somebody or kill somebody, you know, like shit just happens. Like you just driving and somebody kid jump out in the street or somebody themselves jump out in the street. You got man one. Now your ass in prison for two to five. I can't have it, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that manslaughter is a, a, a something or other, man. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's, it terrifies me knowing that there are, there are things out of my control sometimes that could possibly put me in prison. Yeah, well, see, you guys stop being such a control freak, man. Yeah, I, that's, I think that's why I haven't gone to prison yet, though, because I actually just let let the flow. Let it flow? Let the flow? Right. Let, let it flow. I mean, let it flow. Let it, let it flow. Let it go. <laughs> let it flow with the ego. <laughs> all right boy so to start this bad boy off as y'all know we've been off for a few weeks um just because i had lost my pops january 20th 2021 but we're gonna do a cheers to my, to big mike to start off the podcast today love you pops miss you and this is gonna be we gonna kill this podcast today for you Whoa! <laughs> that bottle's gone. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> something gone. God damn. Um, I gotta talk to you guys about this stuff. But that Crown Mike, Royale. Yeah, but Mike, I know you got your little intros that you like to do. Yep. So I'll, I'll let you handle that first. Um. Yeah, the intro gonna be simple today, y'all. This is the No Consensus Podcast. This podcast today is going to be celebrating life, uh, remembering how, how lucky we all are to not be dead or in prison, uh, playing hide the banana eggplant zucchini, um, <laughs> <laughs> how, how beautiful it really is to live on this earth for the little time that we have, and we don't never know when our shit will be up. And, uh, you know, we're going to speak on a couple things and, um, just for people, because I know a lot of people, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. People be just be going through shit, dog. So this is a celebration today, dog. No consensus podcast. I'm Mike Jack, a.k.a. Jack Jr., a.k.a. Simba. To my right here is my boy Jake, a.k.a. The Red Robin, a.k.a. Unlimited Fries. Mm -hmm. Below him is uh, The Wazinator, a.k.a. The Baconator. 
aka Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> and this is the No Kisses podcast. <laughs> I never realized that, but Wazzy, you definitely like like you could be Kevin Bacon's like older brother. Waz's face when he when you started that sentence is like, don't you even fucking say no shit. I, I was a little bit worried where you were going with it. <laughs> I, there's so many things I was thinking of. I was like, how, like how, like kind of how hard do I want to go? Because a little disclaimer, since we haven't done this in a minute, um, and uh, Justin and I, we didn't do our podcast uh, last week neither so i got a little pent up like mm-hmm. um uh yeah so aggression uh well not not aggression just, just like energy Sounds yeah good. energy and like that wackadooness yeah. you know so yeah like so like i know i gotta go ahead and taper it down sometimes and and check it and all that jazz but like one of the things that popped in my head was good to say that was like wazzy looks like he could be Kevin Bacon's like female biological <laughs> twin sister. I think that it's offensive. I, uh, I, I will say, I will I say like, this. Oh, that's just me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm down with, with being pretty, but and that's Alvin's goal. The only thing in there that you can take out as a compliment is that that's basically saying you're pretty. Because, like, if if people mistake your baby son for a girl, that means that he's pretty, right? So it's 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 a backhanded compliment. But at the same time, all right, I'm pretty, maybe. Am I a pretty girl on some SpongeBob shit? But, yeah, you might have to throw hands, Jake. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> well, but, but I didn't say it because I was like, okay, yes, that's you. Ridiculous. But you did say it. <laughs> <laughs> You did. You did say it. You well, uh, said it. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you put it that way. So, anyways, this Crown Royal. Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead. And uh, you know, uh, half the time at the market, they got like the they got a little basket with like those little shooters, and uh, you know, we got real shooters out here, and uh, <laughs> um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they get the Crown Royal vanilla and apple, so. I've grabbed uh, a couple of those a few times, and uh, it's a nice uh, little you know mix up there. And uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I put you on the crown uh, peach. Remember? Yeah, the that? peach. Yeah. yeah, which I thought that they had the peach, but they don't have the peach. They got everything other than the peach. I told you that motherfucker yeah. be flying off the shelf, bro. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Julia had smelled my glass one day, and she's like, "This smells delicious. What you got there?" I was like, "Oh, it's just a, it's just straight whiskey. <laughs> it's a little half apple, half vanilla." And she's like, "Ooh, let me, get, you know, let me get a try." She she does not drink whiskey. That's it doesn't matter what it is. She <laughs> won't drink a Jack and Coke. You know, even if it's mixed like that, you know. That's hilarious. Uh, she, I guess I don't even think a Jack is whiskey. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, um, a few days ago, or maybe about a week or so ago, she asked me to pick up, not like a big bottle, but just like one of those like little in-between bottles, one of those little tweeners. So I got, yeah, I got got the pint of the, the vanilla and of the apple. And next thing I know, she's just sitting on the couch with a rocks glass (laughs) With nothing but straight uh, Crown Royal vanilla uh, apple mix in there, just sipping on it. Fire. And uh, 
I never expected to 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 see that ever before in my life. But uh, shout out to Juju. That's a big step yeah. forward. That yeah. is that's an OG uh uh a drink right there. So I am that that shows she got taste. <laughs> yeah, you know, is I it... always saw the, the 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 potential in her mm-hmm. to go ahead and become the person that I wanted her to be. Um, and through enough manipulation, it finally happened. So. Oh man, it's yeah, that, bro. It's just so funny how the motherfucking Jake is the <laughs> womanizer in the group. But <laughs> so, the, so is the, the uh, vanilla like as sweet as the maple, or is it? Ooh, like, I haven't had maple. Yeah, the maple one is like super sweet, crown maple. Um, I would say the vanilla is not super like sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I can I, drink the uh, vanilla and the apple just by themselves, like Jake was saying. But that uh, that maple joint, I'd be having to put something else in there. <laughs> yeah, the uh, um, the apple I find a little a little bit on the sweet side. I mean, it's it's not bad, but um, I think a little too much of it, I might get a tum tum ache. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> Hell yeah. <clears throat> like when you go hard on schnapps <laughs> there's no other way to go with schnapps though i mean if, if it's gonna be a schnapps like it's gonna be a schnapps <laughs> all right to two buck chuck night <laughs> bro what is two buck chuck hey, put me on bro what the fuck is this <laughs> He's got to Google it. He just knows the term. Yeah. <laughs> You're, I mean, a phony, I, Wazzy. No, You're a phony, You're a phony. I know. This guy's a big, so, so, fat phony. Uh, so I, I was trying to th- think of the name. I think it was Boone's Farm is the wine. Chubuck Chuck is, is basically just like cheap wine. Oh, and Boone's Farm is like a dollar a bottle. I and know. usually a bottle. Yeah. I know. That's a stuff. Yeah. God. Oh my god! So y'all, y'all just go in on it, huh? <laughs> I mean, I get ten dollars. Everybody wait, wait. fucked up tonight. Two buck chuck, and it's only one dollar each. Are you doing like uh, the what is it? Uh, the the the, 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 the hands. Yeah, are you yeah. doing that with like this wine? <laughs> I I haven't done that. You double fisting Boone's Farm. I couldn't do that. No, I have done that. You got a you got a dry red and, and a sweet white. <laughs> oh, that's a wild combo, <laughs> man. That's crazy. Um, that shit is. Maybe you got some blue Kool Aid in there, so you got like the red, white, and blue. You know, keeping it patriotic. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Mike's like, why did I come back to this? <laughs> I told you I might be in rare form, yeah. but the blue Kool Aid. You said the red dry, the white sweet with the blue cool. That's just crazy, bro. Crazy combos. You sound like a frat party. That's a, that's the type of shit that they throw in them like uh, clothes bins and just make everybody dip their cup in and drink out of. <laughs> frat parties, man. That's one thing. Jake, I feel like you did say you went to a frat party before. Um... I, I I remember like, a frat house? like only like once or twice, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, I, I told the story when I ran from a frat house. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Do you we remember had this story? Do you remember this story, Jake? I'm pretty sure I told it v- vaguely. Yeah. 
I black out most of my life, so like I vaguely remember him telling the oh, story. Oh yes, yes, I remember now. I remember now because as soon as you said the cop shit, I remember. Yeah, I just it's but it's funny going to different type of fraternities parties and what i what you know i'm talking about black fraternities versus white fraternities oh, yeah. the vibe and the partying is just it's the same but it's different and that's the only way i can kind of explain it though. like like <clears throat> the people is different the like the vibe is different the music is basically the same no but and the goal at the end of the night is the same. So that's what make it all come together. Everybody just trying to fuck. So <laughs> let me find out who who I uh, bump into during this party and can fall into. But that should always terrify me. That's a different story for another. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what like like a... Like from the very little knowledge I have of black fraternities, um, trying to think of what like a party there might be like. Well, where I'm at, bro, and we used to, you know, in, in, in college, dog, it was like um, you just go to different colleges to party, right? But all these guys didn't have fucking frat houses. It was just, you know, somebody's apartment. Um, and if it was a house, it was, uh, you know, it was somebody's house. And you just said that motherfucker fucking it up, bro. And then <laughs> remember we got into the whole what music do y'all listen to? Y'all set the mood like there oh, hits yeah. this part of the night <laughs> where all the lights turn off, and then that type of music just starts playing, and that's when you know, all right, I gotta find something or it's a rap. That part, that that part of the night don't never come at the white fraternity. It's just bang, bang, bang till everybody passes out. Or you leave, <laughs> but there is a part at, at the black fraternities where it's like, all right, get you some ass, bro. Yeah, I don't remember having any of those moments at any no, of the. It's, a, it's and I, I I lived up at U of M for what would have been for freshman year, basically on the weekends. Yeah, I had some buds up there. That's fire. That that's a that's a good thing too, though. Just be just going up to for the, to a college for a weekend. Getting it in and then bringing your ass back home. Yeah, that's that's really kind of interesting. The difference, like, because like essentially the the DJ there at the the black frat party is uh is like looking out for you, right? Yeah. Yep. Whereas uh uh the white guys like ah. they got their playlist that they made, bro, and it's they hit play and then they go. <laughs> I don't he, know. How he's many got times another play. Let's say he's playing off of his phone in the the guest room upstairs. Yep. But like I said, it's all the same, bro. At the white fraternities, they got everybody got that nasty juice that they make, whatever they call it. Jungle know. juice. Yeah, but they call it something comparable to whatever their fraternity is, and it's just nasty and gonna give you the worst hangover on earth. You know, floors is sticky, liquor is cheap, girls is skanky. But that's all you can ask for at 18, 19. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean... 21 our... plus, you mean, Mike, right? Oh, my bad. 21. <laughs> 20, 21, 22. No, Man. not 20. Where do you think you are? <laughs> I said 21, 22. That's all, that's all I'm at. Responsible. 
drinking legally. If you really come on, we, you go to college at 18. This is why the legal age of drinking still. This is just another reason why it don't make sense. I'm supposed to be a man leaving the house, being on my own at 18, but I can't fucking drink legally still for three years. I'm supposed to be in college for three years and not drink nothing. Come on, bro. What? And you're allowed to go ahead and kill people for the government. Yeah, bro. And, 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 and say you don't, and exactly, say I don't go to college, that means I'm doing something else, like working. So now I got to fucking, I'm actually making money, earning money, paying taxes. And I, I got to do three years of that before you, like, all right, you can drink some liquor. You, you can't even grab a beer after your shift with the guys. You know, uh, and, and then... And you 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 can't even use the the smoking exper or, uh, uh, example anymore because now that's twenty one. <laughs> so now it's twenty one for anything to hurt yourself, <laughs> but uh, the U.S. can put you in the military and hurt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and then, but you know, you're also expected to be able to make intelligent enough decisions as like the president of the United States, you know. And that sort of thing. You can vote, <laughs> but I can't trust you with a beer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I, with the 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 development that's still going on. You just lost and, some light over there. You smack your lamp. Uh, there it is. It's, it's coming back a little bit. I yeah. No. I I, I I uh, think I just. Yeah. Okay. I'm moving too quickly. Um. Um. I I mean I I I don't inherently disagree with the 21 age limit of alcohol due to the effect on like brain development and that your brain is still developing but therefore it's not fair to go ahead and send people off to war yeah because what about tra- intensely traumatic you traumatizing you can't even go to the NBA or the NFL at 18 right now because you're because quote unquote your body's not ready, but you can still sign up to be in the army at 18, y'all. That's crazy. Yeah. I just thought about that just now. <clears throat> you got to play yeah. three years of uh football and one year of basketball. You know, so that's a um a <laughs> decent segue because I saw something uh about. Um, Mark Cuban. What's his? What team does he own? The Mavericks or something? Yep, the Dallas Mavericks. Wow, how did I pull that out of my tuchus? Yeah, um, it's a good memory. You read something. So apparently, he's talking about before their games, not playing the um the national anthem. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's kind of an interesting. Like this one thing I had seen posted was. It doesn't make any sense. So, so I mean, for example, like in uh, the UK, soccer matches, they don't play the anthem or anything like that of the UK. It's you know each each uh, um, team uh, football club, club yeah, yeah. They, they have like their own anthems and stuff, and they'll go ahead and sing those. So. And, and and that's the way it is in a lot of other countries and stuff like that before a, a sporting event. So for us to go ahead and be playing the national anthem before every sporting event, like why? 
is it because it's an entertainment thing? Well, and why don't we go ahead and play it before every movie at the movie theater? <laughs> um, and and stuff like you they know, used to and make that, us and stand up and sing that motherfucker before school, like at the beginning of our school day. Did y'all have to do that? Stand up and say like the uh, the the, the allegiance. Yeah, yeah the pledge the, of allegiance. Yeah, the pledge of allegiance we had to do, um, but not like the anthem. No, that's what I'm know? saying. I'm yeah. Just, yeah, it's it is. I'm going with you saying it is funny yeah. where and where we do, where we do and where we don't say let's do this. Right. Yeah. There, there's an inconsistency, especially when you look at the the example from the entire rest of the world, right? So that that would be an an interesting. I, I I'm not tied to the tradition of before sporting events going ahead and playing the national anthem because unless it's the u.s versus mexico or the u.s versus spain or whatever i like how i had to pick two spanish-speaking countries there <laughs> but uh um i couldn't have said france or germany or anything like you that did you know? right bro <laughs> but uh now that would make sense to go ahead and play the u.s national anthem and then the the anthem of the foreign country um but uh it'd be yeah, so there's that inconsistency, but it would be interesting to see, like, well, what would a Pistons like hmm. game song be like? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what would a Pistons anthem be? Yeah, that's I haven't <clears throat> because the N- NHL does that too. Like, you gotta like when an NHL team plays a Canadian team, you gotta listen to both anthems before the uh, you know, before the game starts, and um, yeah. So I'll say this. I saw that today. They was talking about it a lot on all the ESPN shows that I was watching. Every time they brought it up, I just turned it off. I just wasn't really in the mood to hear about it today. So I'll preface this by saying I I don't really know uh, what his reasoning for saying he's not doing it was. Um, and, and actually, I can kind of guess what the reason it is. I know what the reason it is. I don't know what he plans to accomplish by doing it or what the message is. By not doing it because the uh, players kneeling during the anthem was to say, "Hey, we love this country, but it needs change." So I, it's you don't got to stop playing the anthem. So I, I I don't really I like I said I don't got that much uh, info on it, but so I ain't got shit for you, buddy. <laughs> and, in, but in, I will say the NBA did. St- just probably like two hours ago, I got a, a message saying the NBA is telling all teams that they must play the anthem and they have no choice in the matter. So this is going to start some other shit that <laughs> didn't even need to get started up because who are you to tell me what I'm playing in my arena, bitch? <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's um, about to say, Wash? Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that that I, 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 I see a higher chance of like a Michigan state anthem over the Pistons anthem that just anytime Michigan played Colorado be the Michigan anthem and the Colorado anthem if they wanted to go that route. We probably got something in the archives too. Like the Lions do have like a fight song that they sing, you know, during a game. Um and I kinda I don't know, I kinda feel like we you know, each state probably does have some hidden garbage song my, in the archive somewhere <laughs> my, my michigan is the regional anthem for michigan <laughs> what i tell you i knew we had some trash just, just, but, just for that name i don't want to hear it bro it's hard to ride with michigan <laughs> 1933 mike mike mr rapper guy mm-hmm. 
spit some bars with rhyme in Michigan. Um, Michigan. I was born in Michigan. You acting like a bitch again. I can't believe that I'm driving this. Uh, I need a car with some tires from Michelin. These hoes out here talking. I, I'm miss again. Um, I fucked your miss again. I, uh, 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 again. <laughs> it's gotta be. Why can't you be? <laughs> quick, quick. Fuck. Um, Stuttering. Why and, can't you be quicker then? Yeah. Is what I was gonna say. Oh, and then hold on. Damn, I fucked up. With a quicker pin, but I say it quick again, and I said again, again. So now we back where we uh, with this shit again. <laughs> we all want to begin. We begin? Yeah, <laughs> again. So yeah, like if I'm just talking about like uh, just uh, I don't I always forget the word, but like if you look at the word itself, or there's not many words that fully rhyme with Michigan. So you got right. you gotta like kind of play with whatever else you uh, working with. I go hard with Michigan though. Um what was it here though? Uh Fudge. Yeah, um so no, like uh, your comment Mike uh um oh, it's really kind of Yeah, so I mean like I don't know. I I I feel like I've heard voices on I I don't know if it's even fair to say both sides. I've heard plenty of voices go ahead and say that um the the anthem <clears throat> itself is inherently racist therefore the anthem itself mm. needs to go away um and so like you know what I, I have heard that because motherfuckers bring out that second verse on your ass yeah and you'd be like oh he was saying that too <laughs> i can't remember what it was but he's it, it do get a little wild in verse two <laughs> who was featured yeah. on that <laughs> <laughs> um but like i don't know i, I I don't I don't know if that's like necessarily the consensus yeah. but to one to one of the things that uh, you made me think so like it's like okay so do we get rid of it or not nah? and but like you said uh by these I mean I guess you weren't saying it but one of the things that brought to my mind is by playing the anthem it gives an opportunity for these athletes to take a knee so if we don't play the anthem, will they be taking a knee? Will they have an opportunity to take a knee? Um, will it say the same thing at all? So therefore, would it actually quiet that statement instead of actually um, giving voice to it? You know, it's like you're you're kind of deplatforming. You know. Yeah, because this is what because this is what it does. You got this big boom now. You know. Everybody on ESPN is talking about you not playing the anthem. Boom. And then it fizzles away because <laughs> your games are just starting. And at the end of the day, if you most people are, especially during COVID, we're all sitting at home anyway. Nobody's watching the game while the anthem is playing. So it actually don't matter anyways. I don't turn the game on till halfway through the first quarter. And that's when most people turn these games on, bro. Also, logistically, what are you going to be doing doing during that time that it was supposed to be playing? Because that's right. the time when everybody kind of stops warming up. We line up. We get prepared. Players get their mind right. And then they uh, call the lineups. And that, so that's like a whole 15 minutes that you just that you're just cutting away. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there is something to be said about like the wings had Carrie Newman or somebody would bring on core or uh, choirs or mm -hmm. there is something about bringing in 
somebody else and spotlighting them for a little bit. That is kind of cool. Exactly. But that's a completely side thing to having the anthem. No, mm-hmm. no, but you're right. That's that's definitely a a, a consequence <laughs> that you probably didn't even think about now that it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, I'll it's do some more research on it so we can kind of talk about it some more. But I, w- I just wasn't in the mood to see that shit today. Y'all. I ain't gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I've been through too much and more shit about you know racist bullshit or and some guy saying you know a white owner saying we're not playing the national anthem for what reason. I just didn't feel like reading up on it. So yeah, do you know um, how many? Uh, parts of the Star Spangled Banner there are. It's Absolutely. a much longer song. And that's what I was about to say. The the thing that I had brought up saying people started breaking down the anthem, they didn't do that till like a year or two after people was kneeling. They wasn't kneeling right. because of the words of the anthem. It was because of something right. else. But I didn't. How how many you said? There are four verses. Four <laughs> full ass verses of the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> God damn, boy made a Prince song, didn't he? God damn. <laughs> there are more words in this than a lot of songs I listen to. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, you know. Boy caught some inspiration on that one. <laughs> he was feeling the spirit, bro. <laughs> That's right. The bars on that boat while it was shaking. <laughs> yeah, amused that night. Is the main part that we sing the first verse at least, though? Okay. Yeah. It, it does end the, the first verse does end of or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Okay. So okay. Uh, we are sitting in one quarter of a song. So we are one quarter nationalized. We, cause we will do that shit. Just grab the third verse. Cause that was the hottest verse out of some shit and sing it. <laughs> you know, like you, you, you bringing up uh, uh, the white owner and, and like you know in this sort of situation reminds me that I had seen uh, I, I'm a member of the Ypsilanti area discussion and this uh, super white woman <laughs> posted in there. Um, what, was, what you said it was called Ypsilanti what? Area discussion. Okay, that's on Facebook. On, yeah, she had posted in there uh, the. I think earlier today um, saying I'd like to support a small slash local business that creates breast milk jewelry, especially if it's a black owned business, any suggestions and maybe <laughs> minus the, he- the jewelry. I could at least see that the, the heathenry's real out here. <laughs> But so here's the thing I thought was hilarious about it. So for one, the first thing that pops in my head is Dave Chappelle. <laughs> that Cambodian breast milk. <laughs> yes. And a couple people made that joke in there. But like only the finest just, breast milks. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious that like out I like she's I, I clicked on her profile, the super woke type, but I'm sitting here like it really feels like you're fetishizing black folks <laughs> with like I, I I need your breast milk, and I need it in jewelry form so I can own it. And I can wear it on my finger. Like, it's just really weird to me. Yeah. Is is that like weird for, for virtue signaling? Yeah. Like, is she walking around with a necklace and a little bit of like tit milk in there and being like, "This is black tit milk." Like, uh, <laughs> listen, I I be around these type of people so often. That's a person who 
She means well, y'all. She means right. well. And I get but, that, but it's weird. But it's so, first of all, you want breast milk jewelry? Black people ain't even heard of this. What is this? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about here? If you would have just said regular jewelry, okay, we got you. You want you you know you want some type of astrology type shit. You want some birthstones. You want you know uh, uh, some African type shit. We got you. We can put we can put you together. Yo ass just saying breast milk jewelry, black oh small business. First of all, that's, that's the only type of breast milk jewelry you go get in small business you were about to find breast milk jewelry is number two in google what what is your search history bro why is google not, not that? oh man go, go ahead and click on that. all of those make sense this one okay yeah yeah oh, that shit look fire though i ain't gonna lie yeah, they, they, they go ahead and mix like a uh, breast milk in the resin or something like that. But it, it, kind of look, it looks like opal, kind You're of. You're not showing it yeah. on here, Wazi. Let me see it. Like it's like a yeah. like a pearl type of feel. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny to write that in the ipsy. Like it, it's so much wrong. <laughs> You're not finding what you are looking for, baby girl. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, did, did 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 she also want hair? That's all I was about to say. <laughs> What the fuck is that, bro? Yeah, if that's not fetishism, I don't know what it is. You know, like that 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 feels a little bit like objectifying people. <laughs> oh, we yeah, I ain't mad at her. I just hope she knows that she's uh she's looking for a lost cause in that group chat at least. Why are we seeing? Well, no, y'all, everyone uh, was super supportive and and sending her links and stuff like oh, that. They found nothing... some. Okay, why is it? Well, we nothing... don't see the no this podcast on. Yeah, nothing local. Um, yeah, okay. It, it's stuff like that, okay. but uh, but yeah, apparently, yeah, it seems like it's like this weird, uh, um, sort of uh, pagany sort of thing. <laughs> Bro said it was pagany. Hilarious. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, I hope she found her some of that black breast milk jewelry. Um, yeah, only the finest, only straight the from Cambodia. <laughs> only the fucking finest. Uh, you still working on that, Wazi? Yeah, for some reason I can't get to the thing to switch it. If that makes sense. Uh, it should. Oh, for some reason. Okay, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Don't. Oh, Cambodia. Oh, go ahead. Nah, I was about to say. So, um, I actually had something written down, but I can't find, I can't find it that I want to ask y'all about. There's a couple things I want to ask y'all about since I've been out the world. But before we get into that, let me just say that, um, uh, Uh, Jake, thanks for coming to the viewing. Wazi, thanks for uh, showing support and being there. Because I know if I wanted to talk, I'd be able to hit you up and and, and rock out with you. So I appreciate you, boys. Um, Grubhub and food for people who are going through the grieving processes is number one gift, bro. That shit was so fire. You got me through so many nights, Jake, where I was like... I'm not cooking, dog. 
<laughs> like I would rev myself up, like, all right, I'm gonna put this together, do this, and then I was like, nah, I can't it. And then when I rubbed out, when I rubbed out, Jesus <laughs> Christ, when I scratched off <laughs> that code and it said a hundred dollars from Grubhub, I was like, praise the Lord, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> like, um, I think that people underestimate uh, how much it matters to just do little shit for people. And what you uh, just from from a Grubhub gift card to a message saying, hey, man, I'm thinking about you. Sorry, my condolences. I know it don't like I will hear this a lot. My condolences. I know it don't mean much. And I'll always have to tell them, no, nah, it does mean a lot because I know it's hard to even reach out. And to see this many people have came to me, reached out to me, um, you know, said I was in their prayer, said my condolences and made it a point to say, listen, if you need anything or, you know, even if it's just a talk, I'm here. That shit means a lot, dog. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to thank y'all. And I kind of wanted to get talk about that a little bit because um, I think we uh it, I never, ha- I have never lost somebody this close to me before. You know, I, you know, I've lost cousins. I've lost a couple friends before. Um, but it's different when you have to actually handle the affairs. You know, when you find out something happened and, and you're the one that's got to go to the funeral home. You're the one that's got to write the obituary and tell people about what's going on and shit. It's just a different, it's a different wave, right? So, um. <clears throat> all that shit matters. And I, I guess I wanted to say like, and, and I, I touched on this a little bit with Jake at the view and like, it made me really have to reevaluate how I, uh, attacked, um, and responded when other people went through similar shit that I've been through. Right. Like, did I, did I do enough? Did I reach out to them? Did I, you know, did I make myself as available as I should have? <clears throat> And, you know, I can't, I don't beat myself up about it because I know that after being through it now, I'm like mo- the most that most uh, people who are going through this shit want is just space. Like, I just need to be alone. I need, I need to relax. You know, I need to think about this shit, but, um, being available as a friend, you know, and I had a couple of friends just pop up on me too. Like, Hey Mike, what's up? I, I brought some drink. Let's sit down. Let's talk. And that all that shit helps, dog. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, it made me reevaluate how I reacted to other things, how I thought about life, what I'm about to do moving forward. You know, because like I said earlier, my pops was always like, my pops was telling me since I was like ten or eleven, like Mike, if I die tomorrow. You know, don't even be worried about me. I done did everything that I wanted to do on this earth already. And everything I do from here on is just icing on the cake on the cake. So I don't even want y'all when I die, I want it to be a celebration. I want people to be having a good time, remembering all the cool shit that I did. And so he and he told me that a lot. So but even as much as he told me that shit, you you can't be prepared to get that call. You just can't, dog. So um <clears throat> I just want us to make sure we reflect on it because y'all didn't, you, you know, really know my pops, but y'all know me and I'm an extension of him. Right. And so 
any any day now, anybody, any of us could lose something. And I just want us to be grateful for the shit that we got, dog. This podcast, our group chats, you know what I'm saying? The houses we got, the wives we got, you know, future kids, dog. Like, and we got to take care of ourselves, bro. <laughs> that was my dad. That was my dad's problem. He should have been here longer than that, dog. But he ain't take care of his body, his health, mentally or physically. And he was stubborn, so I could. It was hard to get him to do the shit, and it got him, dog. And you think fifty-seven ain't old no more, bro? <laughs> my son only one and a half. I want. I want to live to be able to see my grandkids graduate high school and, and and get girlfriends and go and have weddings. That's that's the goal, bro. So I just. I guess part of this is me saying thank you to y'all, and the second part of this is um just trying to have a conversation on um i don't because i don't know i have y'all lost somebody close to y'all where it actually affected you really tightly and then what was y'all reaction to it because my reaction was so much different than i thought it would be i was just so mad for so many days at the fact that you know at like i said he shouldn't have died this this early and um and it was so many other things we were supposed to do, so much other shit I was supposed to say. And I just I was I was angry that he got taken away and I was sad that he got taken away. But I didn't expect the anger as much as I did as as I as I, as I felt it. And uh I don't know. I guess I wanted to know if y'all ever had felt yeah, I'm in therapy uh, and don't process emotion right. Uh both of the people who lived here were my aunt and grandma. I was very close. And then they just weren't there. So I'm not a good person to ask about that, honestly. No, nah, you, but that's, you, you're actually a pretty good one though. Wazi, what, what do you mean? When you say they're not there, you mean when they passed away? Yeah. yeah. They were just kind of there. And like my, my grandma lived with for a year, basically in the house here, um, back when I was young, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I've had people that I've lost and stuff like that that uh that definitely made a pretty big uh, impression on me. Um, but it's been interesting, like, um, you know, I mean, I, I've always felt that everything happens for a reason, right? So even when when someone passes away, um, like, how can that be something for the good, right? Um, even if it is something awful and I, and like my uncle Mac, he went out in a bad way, um, with cancer and, uh, that, that last month that he, he spent around here was nothing short of hellish, you know? Um, and, uh, he, he definitely, like he was 40 something, uh, I think 44 when he passed and, uh, but like, so, so what, what good can come from that? Right. And, uh, but like, I know the impression that it made on me being at his funeral and, and hearing people stand up and talk about him. And, and the thing that really hit so close to home for me being the way I am and stuff is, uh, how much my aunt meant to him his whole life and how, how much he dedicated his life to her, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, I wish that he would have lived, I wish he would be around to this day but between my age um where i was at in life the way he went and everything 
it allowed me to have the opportunity to have that impressive of a moment to go ahead and be like, Jake, you need to be that sort of man for your wife. You know what I mean? Because, yep. um, I mean, yeah, there's the anger there. And, uh, you know, I've been going through some stuff recently. And the anger is is, is funny. Like, I, I'm not mad at God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, exactly. For and I'm not mad at Pops. I don't know what right. I'm mad at. But it, there's an anger. There. I'm just not happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're 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 mad that you can do nothing about it. That's probably yeah, yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, that 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 lack of control. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and instead of receiving, instead of searching for and receiving the blessing that is there, going ahead and wanting to be able to control it into the blessing that you think that it should have been, but it never was really meant to be. Like, you know, and isn't that why so many people tend to disappoint us? because they don't meet the expectations that we may have falsely set for them. Like, well, you should have been this. Mm -hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. How are you, how are you going to tell me how I should have been? <laughs> and I didn't meet that expectation, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so we, um, but, uh, one of the things I've, I've found interesting is, um, some of, uh, the, the Orthodox podcasts I've been listening to lately, uh, a couple of them have, have actually talked about, um how like the the kind of like the goal of ortho not i mean not the goal but like one of the major things with orthodox christianity is simply to prepare you for death you know and and like you know a lot of people talk about conspiracies and like oh you know we got this play going on and 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 uh the end times and all that jazz but the the tr the church has kind of historically taught that, uh, um, yeah, these are the end times. Like they always are the end times, <laughs> you know, and just because the world didn't end because some, because that Harold Camper guy <laughs> miscalculated a bunch of random numbers, um, <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter because, um, um, the way I look at it is that, um, all of these things happen on a grand scale, but also on a personal scale, right? So there, there, there is those end times for ourselves, and you have to be constantly vigilant of your own end time, and that you could die at any moment, right? So therefore, you need to live a life that um, is constantly looking and expecting that to happen at any moment. And I, I look at you know some of the family feuds that go on in my family, and like. Bro, you literally don't know that you're going to make it home tonight. And uh thank you. Oh. I'm good. You know, um so is this really worth it? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know, like is it fucking worth it, man? And and, and let me tell you, like 9.9999999999 times out of 10, it's, it's not, not worth it. It's not. And I don't bro. even <laughs> I don't even know if that point zero 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 one is worth it. I don't yep. know. For me, it's it's not. Um, yep. You know, but uh, <clears throat> something horrible could happen <laughs> to them or you or whatever um, at any given moment, and um, you know, so you can't go ahead and be carrying that stuff. You know, you gotta let pe and you gotta let people know that they love you uh, or that you love them. You know, like I refuse to go ahead and leave the house without telling Julia. Any moment that I love her, like when when uh, I was driving home 
a couple nights ago that snow was coming down pretty bad mm-hmm. and stuff. And I spe- I sent a special text to her saying, I love you. <laughs> and it was, and it was a good thing. Go make it back in that yeah. Michigan weather, boy. Yeah, I was going sideways a couple of times. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, so what? what's that? If I were to die at this moment, what were the last words that she heard? You know what I mean? And stuff like that. And that's an important sort of thing. And it's also interesting. Um, there's this uh, uh, there's this uh, Orthodox priest, uh, Father Theodore, and he's got a, a YouTube channel that I haven't really like followed up with, but um, he calls it uh, Father Ted Talks, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. But um, one of them, he, he talks about how we remember the saints and, and death and how we don't remember them on their birthdays. You know, we remember saints, the vast majority. There's a few that we do remember them on their birthdays, but the vast majority, we remember them on their the day that they died and stuff. And Shit, because... They wrote down the day that they died, but I feel it. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> like, there, there's that aspect to it. But, like, in more modern times, you know, we got other dates and stuff like that, but we still don't care about your birthday. Right. Because what, what did you do on your birthday? Yeah, right. You didn't do anything. Your mom, your dad did something. Yeah. You know, but, um, <laughs> you know, f- for example, you know, you, Mike, you had pointed out how so many people had reached out and how, you know, we don't know really know your dad, but we know you. And, um, you know, when your father passed away, like his book was sort of closed, right? But we can look into it now and we, we see the product of that. We know you, yep. you know, so we could celebrate the the effect that he's had in this world through you and, and, and stuff like that, you know, and, uh, um, and, and that's the accomplishment of his life, you know, not, yep. not anything that he did on his birthday. <laughs> right. You oh, know, that's a hundred percent facts. So Wazi. Um, were you saying earlier that um, auntie and grandma passed away and you just felt like you didn't um, have a lot of uh, emotion towards when it happened? I mean, not really. Like my, my grandma was going downhill for a while, um, dementia and stuff, and my aunt had breast cancer. Yeah. And they were just, I mean, it it was just kind of they were there and then they weren't. And that that's just kind of how I process it. Like my mom last year when she was dealing with all the kidney stuff, it was a similar thing. It's like, all right, well, she's here. Who knows when she won't be. Yeah. And you know, and that is not a good thing. I'm not saying that as a good thing at all. And I hate that about myself that I do that, but it is me right now. Yeah. I guess the only thing I would say is that grandma's, um, especially like you get up in that age, you can kind of more rationalize that stuff. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you were, you're older. You, you, this is about the time you were supposed to go anyway. We don't live that long. Right. And she then, was 83. My aunt was, you said how old? 83. I think my aunt was yeah. like 61 at the time. Yeah. And then with the cancer stuff, it's like a constant battle. So you, you kind of almost start grieving earlier with shit like that. Um, what I will say though, is because my pops had a scare with his heart two years ago or yeah, two years ago. Um, and I kind of felt the same way. Like, all right, like the same shit you were saying with your mom, like, all right, he here, they say he probably going to be all right. So I'm not even tripping, you know? And then I kind of started trying to prepare myself because I'm like, are you making changes? Can I get you to make changes? And he would make changes and then relapse. 
but it's still just a different feeling once you get that call, man. And I, you know, I don't ever want y'all to have to experience that too. Y'all gonna have to experience it, but mm-hmm. not too soon. But I, I, I guess I, what I'm saying, Wazi, is you, you don't. That's not a irregular feeling because I did feel that same way. Um, but it, it, it's it's a different it's a different wildness when you when you actually got to deal with it. So. Well, yeah, and I mean, like all of. Uh... Like both my grandfathers and my uh, one grandmother, like they've passed. I've had other like aunts and uncles pass and stuff. And I mean, I'm I'm like you. I was like, it's like okay, well, like they're not here anymore. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I've never. It doesn't matter. Never mind. Well, I, no, yeah. I, I, I mean, I want to talk about right now. Yeah. So, um, but like, I mean, I've but I have had other ones that have hit differently, but um. You know, Mike, it, it's interesting because Julia and I have had a, a, a sort of similar conversation. Um, cancer runs big time in my family, um, but uh, her uncle had uh, passed away um, not too long ago. Wait, I, I don't even remember quite when it was, uh, but not too long ago, and um, uh, he had a heart attack. And those are what tends to take out the men in her family, mm. you know. And uh, I mean, we we had seen him back in 2019, no indication that he was going to be gone and stuff. Right. And then just boom, you know. Yep. And it's interesting because like, which is better, going ahead and seeing them literally right away in front of your face? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure you get to prepare yourself a little bit and stuff, but I'll never forget the skeleton of a man that was laying in that hospital bed in my uh, aunt and uncle's uh, living room. Like I can never go ahead and unsee that image um, and stuff. And that's horrific. But then also I can't imagine just getting a call about someone who, who was there and, you you know, so either, I mean, it's shitty either way. It is bro. So I, I I guess what I've come to, what I've come to terms with is saying to yourself, Mike, it's shitty either way. So live as long as you possibly can, dog. So that when you do pass, everybody else still has that. They can lean on it. He lived a long life and it was about time and he wants to go. Not, mm-hmm. not, not the, he, I don't want to have that. He has so much left in him. He has so much more to do conversations after I passed. I really wanted to be that motherfucker killed it. He was 90 years old. He was still going out to on runs at 86. Like, <laughs> it, and it was about time for him to go. And I, I want that for all of us guys. And I, mm-hmm. and, and it's going to start with, it's a lot of shit that we can do. You know, there's a lot of shit that we can do ourselves to make that happen. Obviously, it's life and shit's just going to happen that you have no control over. But a lot of people die from shit that they had control over and just didn't give a fuck about. That's why I look at Wise and I'd be so happy. Like, my man took his life in his own hands, bro. Switched up his diet. Started working out more. You know what I'm saying? Start start fucking with us more. Shit, you know. He grabbed his balls by both ball, hands. Both hands, bro. And switch it up on you motherfuckers, bro. Jake, yo ass look like Captain America in the first movie, bro. Like, yo, <laughs> you got skinny as hell, dog. <laughs> it's going all that fast in this shit, bro. I still hoop four times a week, bro. Like, we, but we got to keep up on shit like that, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, 
I'm actually really excited for it to get warmer uh, and uh, uh, go ahead and head down to uh, uh, the the there's a the middle school I think it is um, just down the way from me and take the basketball there and shoot some hoops Ooh, and, 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 and make a fool of myself. Well, yeah, long board there, and then <laughs> and bust your ass a couple of times. Who then make? Oh it yeah, back split home. both cheeks, yeah. man. <laughs> so we'll take one more, boys. Cheers to long life, good friends, and good health, y'all. Actually, I'm gonna finish it on this. When I, when I leave, come together like butt cheeks. <laughs> Um, so y'all was talking about it a little bit in the group chat. Um, y'all still on y'all stocks and shit? Oh yeah, man. You ain't sold uh, none of them? You holding on to them most? I'm just buying more, man. <laughs> no, so, uh, it was funny cause, um. You still got your Bitcoin, Wazzy? Yeah. Uh, that shit. Uh, I, I sold all that. thousand now. <laughs> right, but I would have sold it at like a thousand when I first got it because that was like ten years ago. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, what was it here? Uh, yeah. So I've heard that um, there's some interesting things going on. That um, apparently there's indication that hedge funds have been buying a bunch of uh, calls for a couple of weeks out. Which, my my, I, I don't know if it's the right term, but like, it's the so. You guys the understand short reports that came out yesterday. A lot of people are thinking are faked for AMC, and they're hoping that Melvin, whatever his name is, or whatever the company is, is just kind of lying. And they're they're like, okay, we'll we'll pay a million dollars in fees to avoid paying two billion dollars in. Uh, I can't remember what the the tax is called. They, but it's like a lender tax, like fees, yeah. fees as in for lying. No, uh, yeah. So it's like a, it's like a million or two dollar or a million or two million dollars for them to lie is the fine, and we're talking billion dollar uh, markets. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'll go ahead and take that one M L, so, so that I could go ahead and like save a, you know nine hundred and ninety nine million. <laughs> um. But, uh, so, um, you know, with, with, with the shorting the stock, um, with the p price, you're going ahead and borrowing stocks, you're selling them, anticipating that the price is going to drop so that you could buy them back at that lower price, give them to, um, the person that you borrowed them from, and then you keep the, the difference, right? Have the, you followed along with what short selling is, Mike? No, not really. That's why. I'm so, like a, a super quick example that I thought of today for for short selling is like let's say you and I and I'm a hedge fund here. We go to Kroger and we get we get like a lunch apple because why not? And I'm like, yo, how about you you buy my apple today and I'll buy both apple or you you buy both apples today. I'll buy both apples tomorrow, and I'll just pay whatever the price is tomorrow, and you can pay for both of us today whatever the price is today. I know that every Tuesday, the apples for some reason are 25 cents lower. Mm. So I'm like, all right, cool. I get to save 50 cents because you don't know that mm. apples are cheaper on a, a given day. And mm. 
what all of this movement is trying to do is be like, yo, if they don't have apples to sell, Kroger is going to charge you $20 an apple because they only get 14 a day now. <laughs> so now you got to pay $28 to buy two apples because you're, you wanted to save or you wanted to, to short your buddy 50 cents the day before. So it's kind of like a hand in the, a hand in the cookie jar type thing. Yeah. Right. So you end up profiting if the price goes down, but there's, there's something else. Um, I, I can't remember like the, 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 the accurate term for it, but it's a similar sort of thing where, but it's like the inverse of it where um, with the, price going up you profit um well it, that's just a, a normal long a long sale yeah yeah so yeah long sale long sales and short sales long sales are the the equivalent of getting that 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 piece of paper stock the the, the letter that that says you own four shares that is a long uh, a short is when the hedge fund is like yo merrill lynch i want to borrow 75 shares to to short uh if, if they're with merrill lynch they'll be like all right here's 75 the people who lended it to you don't know that 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 they lended it to you um and we'll deal with everything later so the 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 lending of short uh, a short sale is not it's like a borrowing essentially it's like i'm gonna use those stocks that i don't own to try to gain money is it always like a, a quick turnaround on short sales too a short sale can can be months. Okay. Like the uh, the the GME thing, I think was five months, and AMC were two months past a gamma. What's it called? A gamma ladder or gamma short? Yeah, gamma squeeze. Yep. And then uh, they're expecting a true squeeze to happen next week or the week after. Um, but yeah. So that's not like terribly difficult to understand, but it's definitely not as straightforward as uh, most people probably think stock trading is. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so the, I the always just thought it was buy some shit when it's low, sell it when it get high. Well, and then there's <laughs> cash versus margin. So if you're a margin account the brokers can lend on your behalf without you knowing if you're a cash account they t they they typically can't but to do put options you have to be part of a margin which means you could lose a ton of like it's it's not it's like a credit card it's not a bank so like i do like bank style cash options so i put 400 bucks in the account i got 400 bucks to play with that's it mm -hmm. uh if you're on a margin account you you can throw 400 bucks in there and spend a hundred thousand dollars accidentally because <laughs> you pick something at the wrong time. Uh, there was a, a Robin Hood article about somebody who that, that happened to, and it, it was like seven hundred seven hundred twenty thousand dollars in debt. They, they they thought they were. Well, yeah, yeah, because there was a Robin Hood uh, loophole to get unlimited margin. <laughs> yeah, that <clears throat> Wall Street bets uh, got that shut down maybe a year ago. Uh, that's why um, I'll be going to Vegas and jumping and off. The also, re remember the name, Wall Street Bets, not Wall Street Guarantee. Don't spend money if it's coming <laughs> out of your like, food fund. Right. Yeah. Put it out of your, your game fund. So you yeah. said, you, say that again, Wazi. You say you do like a bank cash account. Who do you so, use again? I've got, so I, I have an account with Robinhood that I'm trying to take everything out of, and I opened up one through Webull 
um, just because I knew that that they were quick. Um, I do want to get into actual investing. Like I've got six stocks now. Uh, yeah, five stocks at? now that are no that I I actually own. I I I, I think I threw like within the the whole meme thing a couple hundred dollars. So I'm down like a hundred dollars total. But I'm converting most of that into actual investing and following news and all that kind of stuff. Like the um, 23andMe merger that that that's going to happen. I got in a little bit ahead of that to see what ends up happening. But I do want to follow that. But yeah, so a cash option is basically what everybody should be doing unless you're dealing with large sums of money. Yeah. And it's like a bank, it's like a bank account. You throw money in there, and that's all you. That can is use. your money. Yep. Um. But yeah, so apparently hedge funds have been putting um, buying a ton of uh, $800 calls or whatever for in a couple of weeks. So when they have to buy these uh, these shorts back, the the anticipation is that it's going to skyrocket through the roof. And I mean, before Where do you all read of this, this stuff at, sorry. I mean, uh, uh, Intel, Finra, Op. Text. I'd have to look up the name. Um, there's a couple services that that, that will show short re- re- reports, short interest, uh, volume utilization, volume shares per day, average shares, minimax. And, uh, and those those, those uh, are pretty trustworthy. They're they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. So and and it's interesting looking like I guess my uh I don't mean to keep cutting you off. I guess my only thing is that you just said you saw an article that's saying that these guys are buying these calls for a couple of weeks out. Like how did you find out about that? <laughs> and did somebody just leak some shit to you so that you would leak it to the public or I don't know. Well, I mean like stuff has to be reported and everything, right? And mm-hmm. uh Unless they want yeah. to go ahead and misreport, and then you know. But take I guess a what I'm but... asking is the same shit you can ask about any news article, right? Like where you yeah. get your info. Yeah, like... but I mean, if these, yeah, so if these shorts are still out there, then like if you look at before the spike happened, uh, GME was ten, fifteen, between ten and fifteen bucks a share, mm-hmm. and currently it's at fifty one dollars twenty cents right now. So if they have a ton of shares that they need to cover and buy up, um, and it's already bef- like higher than what it was before they sold them, then uh, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. One one other part of this movement that I I haven't seen many pe- people talk about outside of some AMC stuff is one of the other things is as people are buying shares and using them as or and putting them into cash accounts like like most robin hold on accounts. one second wazzy hold on one second my shit just froze give it a second can y'all hear me yeah we yep. can hear you. all right go all right so one of the good things that that or not not good things, but one of the plans that I haven't seen many people talk about is <clears throat> when they're in cash accounts where you turn off lending, um, all of the apps should be be able to, to do that in some sen- uh, in some sense. They can't lend your shares out if they're on either sell orders. 
So like I've got all of my AMC sell orders selling for $100 right now. So those can't get lended out. Mm. As more people are into those accounts, they can't actually lend from the shares. So like a utilization is how many of the shares available can be lended. And as those go down, it forces the hedge funds into paying out because they can't get more uh, shorts. So Mm. there's a... If a stock goes down 10% in one day, there's something called the, uh, I think, short supply rule, SSR, um, that goes in effect for the current day and the day after. And I don't know exactly how it works, but I know it makes getting a short sale harder on the company. So they they try to go like one day uh, SSR and then a couple of days without, and then one day SSR, just so that it can slowly lower it so that when they do have to pay back, they aren't paying back. 20 bucks a share, 30 bucks a share. They're they're slowly paying out five bucks a share, four bucks a share. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, that's interesting. It is. So and um, the issue with so sorry to cut you off, but the big thing with GME is they actually were up to almost 140% short sales. So they were essentially creating counterfeit uh um shares. Because how can you how can you lend out a hundred more than a hundred percent of the available? <laughs> you, I mean, I know how much you you, you love give one hundred and ten percent. They wanted to give one hundred and forty percent just for for you. We call it inflation, don't we? <laughs> um, Boy. So so, Wazi, are you saying then that you would suggest people go ahead and? have sale orders scheduled then to in essence go ahead and tie up those those shares um most accounts that are going to be doing this are cash accounts anyways so unless you're on a margin account you shouldn't have to worry about it okay um, so it's like auto tied up pretty much pretty much okay um for me personally because i i bought in at eight and seven fifty I'm probably just going to end up keeping them because AMC, once the world's done being mm-hmm. dead, you know, going bop. Yeah, it's especially that first quarter, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> well, I need to, to make theater. sure I hurry up and go and grab me some of this here. Um, yeah, I think it's down to like six five right now. It's uh five. It so it closed at five eighty. It dipped to five fifty for a moment. Mike, if you're going to buy, wait. 30 minutes after market open. Yeah. Because there's going to be a giant dump right at the beginning. It'll hit a low. And then by noon, it'll probably hit around the high for a day. Yeah. So. Like 9.30, uh, 10 o'clock probably. After hours is going down. Um, it was at 574. It's now between 567 and 570. Um, but yeah, I recommend... I didn't throw a whole a whole bunch into AMC, like a hundred bucks total. So if everything flopped, you know, I'm out one fun toy or one video game or one thing that I can no longer splurge on. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely don't put everything into it and hope. Don't plan on making money. Be happy if it does. Bro, mm-hmm. I would never, ever, ever. Like so, I don't know if y'all know, but they uh, legalized online betting in Michigan, uh, mm-hmm. like last month or two months ago. Can't remember. Yeah, so... I can't stop getting the damn ads about it, <laughs> bro. The ads is crazy. Oh uh, man, but Draft 
Yeah, luckily, that's just never been, um, you know, one of my proclivities, like losing money. I just, (laughs) I only, I only will bet on something that I'm at least 80% sure about. And even then, you know, $20 was the most I bet during the Super Bowl. Like, so you look like you said, you lose that 20. All right. You know, no, 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 I can't buy lunch tomorrow or something like that's about it. You have to have I, two, two lunch? lunch instead of like a chicken breast. Yeah, bro. Uber, Uber, uh, eats and all make, that shit. It, that was you have dope. to make food instead of buy food. Exactly. Like that, them delivery fees, Jake, them bitches dirty, oh, yeah. bro. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> them bitches sure. dirty, bro. So yeah. um, it make me want to just walk to the store and get my shit. <laughs> Bro, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I, I walk down to the Taco Bell and I stand in the drive-thru line. Honk, honk. I go spend gas money. You got gas money? <laughs> um, we'll get some more in depth to this shit afterwards because I do want y'all to put me on to the best ways to do stuff. I was real. I've really been thinking about using Fidelity. Um, well, yeah. I don't know, but I still have to look up other shit. So one of the things, uh, Weebly you know, sounds people... like they this place that makes um, Weeble. Yeah, Weeble. Th- don't you use Weeble that to make like uh, websites or something? Like that, oh no, no, that's a uh, um, what is that site? <laughs> Wasn't there like a Weeblo or something like that? Weebly. I think yeah. that, that was you yeah. said. <laughs> no, Weeble. Oh, Weeble. <laughs> okay. What like opposite of Weeble Bear? Okay, like how your kids pronounce Weedle when they watch Pokemon. <laughs> That's a Weeble. <laughs> what the fuck is not, you uh, idiot? <laughs> but, uh, uh, so one of the things that I don't Who's really that see anyone... Sorry, I just had to get that out. <laughs> one of the things that I, I haven't really seen anyone talking about, everyone's just talking about, like, the dangers of buying meme stock and and all that jazz and like oh you know That's you don't want to do it funds, bro. everyone's gonna go ahead and lose out you really don't want to lose out you know you're gonna lose your money you're gonna go poor and be broke um in all that jazz and i understand and i have uh like a value for that sort of criticism because but i don't know of anyone who's going into this with that <laughs> sort of mentality you know, um, somebody is, but yeah, one dude's down two two hundred K and he's like, I, you know, I can still hold it. <laughs> it's like, you know, people are, I, I think, I think enough people know that it's a meme that they aren't actually doing it. I'm, I'm sure there's a couple people out there who life has been, you know, rough for, for the past year. If they can't like get anything that it is a stimulus check, so 600 bucks, if it, if it can 10 times. They're fine. I mean, but yeah, but so we have to go ahead and, and, and think about who we're talking to here. Because if we're using the standard of Wall Street bets, mm. then, then, then yeah, like these people are crazy. Like they'll go ahead and YOLO on something <laughs> and, 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 and end up straight broke. Like that does happen there. Uh, but that's the, that, I mean, that's the life that they're about, <laughs> you know, I'm but that, I'm about that life, boss. But the people who are going ahead action. and like uh, me, who, who's going around sharing these memes, making my own memes <laughs> and uh, um, buying a couple of uh, stocks here and there. Like, I know 
I know what's going on, and you know, and I don't know that I'm a good standard to to be measured against or anything. But I think the vast majority of people who are jumping in on this bandwagon, they they aren't going to go ahead and go broke, um, especially since they bought it at one or two hundred bucks a share, and it's down to fifty. So, um, but it's inter- You know, obviously, like they focus so much on that, but. The, the more interesting thing to me that I don't see people talking about is I've always known about the stock market. I've seen trading places countless times, uh, you know, but and I, and I've seen the, the, the ads for Robin Hood for years. Uh, I've, I've known that it's been right there at my fingertips, but I haven't had something to motivate me to take that one necessary step. And but and this has been enough to go ahead and open that door. So okay, sure, I bought some meme stocks that I might lose out on. It's but it's not like I invested anything in it that is going to be a detriment to me. So but now I have this new tool available to me. Now I have this new knowledge available to me, so that you know. And I don't even know how many people are going to be seeing and sharing the memes and actually opening some sort of investment account, but enough people will be that forces a democratization of the stock market because you don't have to be in New York city anymore. You know, you can, all you need is a laptop. Um, all you need is your phone and you could be doing all of this stuff. Um, and this provides enough motivation to, to actually get people to do that sort of thing. And, so that's interesting, and sure, GameStop is a meme, a meme stock, right? Um, it's a joke, it's a meme, but you know, uh, you, you get the the phrase on uh, Wall Street bets: "We like the stock." <laughs> and I mean, honestly, like maybe it's not going to go ahead and go up to eight hundred a share, um, and you could go ahead and, and cash out. But the changes that they have been making, it could be a viable long-term stock to hold on to. Um, they picked and, up being chewy dude, and yeah. like they're they're using all of this publicity to improve their 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 platform. Right. So and now I'm on here, and I could go ahead and maybe maybe my position is I'm just going to invest in stock that I like. I'm not trying to get rich off of it. But you know what? I, I got a Samsung phone. Samsung puts out good products. I like their stuff. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy a share of Samsung. Mm-hmm. You know, just to support the cause because I like what they do, and that's worth it. I like the stock. Yeah. You know, and instead of trying to make short-term gains, um, it could it could really change uh, the name of the market. I think. And in addition to that, um, you know, there's things like if if I remember correctly, like by old by owning a share, didn't you used to get like dividends? Uh, for some. So like I had Intel or no, I had Microsoft in 2018, which was the, the last time I kind of got into this kind of investing. And I think I got like a dollar at the end of the year just mm-hmm. for, for owning some like Microsoft stock. And I, I can't remember the exact values, but yeah, there are for a lot of companies, if they do well, uh, so a lot of the money, a lot of the, the profit goes to the EBITDA stuff, which you guys know way too much because it was forced down our throat at Boy. old mm-hmm. workplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But like after that, there's like a 5% rule where like the first 5% goes to like just dividends or something like that. And then the rest goes to the, the board and then the employees and all that. Executive. So yeah. that's a good point though, Jake, uh, before you move off of it, I don't know if he was about to move off of it, but um, I, I think that a lot of, that's a great point that people don't even think about like how this actually opened doors for a lot of people to even step into this realm. And it seems like from what I've been seeing online, it's like the, the dudes who consider themselves real stockbrokers are like pissed off. Like you, all these people are in here doing this and messing up the stock market when in reality, don't you understand that when more people putting money into the stock market, that's more money to be made. Dog. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's kind of the same idea as betting. Um, these casinos want you out here, putting your money towards them. These companies want you out here, putting their money towards them. And I mean, you know, most people are idiots anyway, so they're going to be losing their money and shit. <laughs> like, ain't that what you want? I don't know. <laughs> Stock market has always been a bet. Like with the 2000, uh, with the, yeah, like 2000 crash, like, you know, yeah. my dad got huge into stocks from the eighties and early nineties when everything was growing up, you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Investing was, you know, if you invested, it was pretty much guaranteed. And then we had the crash and he lost like 60% of everything from that. So it, that's it's another always been point. A- that's another point that I was about to ask wise, when do you cash out on these stocks? When do you say, uh, let me get my money out of this shit? So, um, I'll go ahead and say, uh, my brother and I have been talking about this a lot. And he's actually got two accounts, uh, investment accounts open. And he's got one set to go ahead and sell when shares hit a certain uh, level. And that will go ahead and actually pay off all of his investment. Um, so that now he's back at ground zero. But that, that account one, he's got diamond hands. And uh, he ain't selling. Um, and, and a lot of these people, like uh, 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 Deep Fucking Value and stuff like that, they've sold enough uh, shares to go ahead and cover their initial investment. So now, like, why do I want to sell? I like the stock. <laughs> you know? He can do that in one app. You When you do a, uh, a, a sell limit, you can set how many shares you want to sell limit. Yeah, um, I saw that because I set that for um, a couple of the um, different stocks um, I've got. Um, so I don't know why he felt the the need to have a, a second account open, <laughs> but he's also dealing with things on a, a, a much larger magnitude than uh, I am. Which, so maybe which, it's just easier. Which brother? Mr. Moneyhands. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. um, I yeah, guess. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that afterwards too. I um, I guess I mean more so like. In the long run, though, are, do pe- most people just save their stocks until they retire, or is it something you passing down to your kids? So like, I don't know. I guess I, I always thought I'm going into the stock market to make money. I want to make money to spend it. <laughs> so when when am I supposed to cash out and get my money from these motherfuckers? <laughs> my dad used a lot of it as a, like a college fund. Um. Or just like uh, you know that kind of thing, like or it's an investment. Like if you if you get Samsung, as, as Jake said, you you could pass that on to your son and be like, here is ten shares that I got for you when you were born. You know that kind of thing. So and you, when you, could you get older, pass it on to your son, and then sell it if if it skyrockets or if you need the money, you know, sell it. Mm-hmm. If you want to reinvest it into other things, you know. 
Yeah, it's like it's your 18th birthday. Here's, you know, these 10 shares that I had bought for you. Um, do what you will with that. For sure. Okay. Um, so it just kind of depends on everybody. Everybody do a little something different with their shit. Some people will use it short term. Some people will use it to pass it down. Some people just cash out to retire it. So what are y'all? What are y'all gonna do specifically? You, you two? How long y'all planning on keeping that shit? I'm, well, I'm trying to get, get get rid of the Robinhood, but the rest, I'm I'm gonna try to actually be an investor. I'm gonna try to hold on to something for six nine months, see where it is, and follow the market and see where it goes. Yeah. Um. Okay. <clears throat> um. I guess my main incentive initially was like political, right? Like I don't think it's <laughs> I don't think it's cool that you guys are doing this and, and the damage that it, it does to companies. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could go ahead and bankrupt a company this way. Yeah. Destroy. And right. And for what, just so that your pockets are fatter and they're already super fat. And then, <clears throat> I don't and know then why when you say fat, it's just hilarious. <laughs> but, but then like how many people are now unemployed because of that? I don't like that. I feel you. But like that's not cool. So like that—that's my initial impetus. But I do have an investment from my own. Um, I've got skin in the game that I would like to go ahead and and make back so that Julia's not mad at me. <laughs> so um, I mean, honestly, um, I I do plan on selling some shares once like they hit something that I feels uh, um like more than sufficient so that I can make off it and make back that initial investment. But I mean, GameStop has made some changes, um, some structural changes that look very promising. So what's $50 now could be a lot more in, in a, in a couple years. So I'm also looking at the, the long term too. It's um, funny how now it also make you kind of pay attention to that type of shit too. Right? Like I didn't give a fuck what GameStop was doing you know three months ago i just assumed y'all was dying now i'm looking like oh y'all doing some things over here and i'm gonna pay attention real close to what else y'all doing <laughs> well yeah so and that was the thing i was gonna say with your comment mike about um don't you want more people in here isn't that more money um with uh, uh the the professional stock traders uh being upset and my disagreement with that is that what we're seeing is what we see with the democratization of everything and all things, right? I mean, you hear the same comments about from like professional artists um, regarding SoundCloud artists, right? Um, about how you don't know what you're doing, even like this is trash that you're producing. You know, we've been hearing that argument in in all of these realms, um, uh, honestly, since the dawn of time. It's it's part of that transition um and uh and one of the th uh things that i think is an issue is that the way i look at it is with democratization to a certain extent you're essentially creating like a, a super com uh, like a uh what's the word i'm, I'm, I'm like you're uh, you're networking huh a, a conglomerate no um I look at it as like a, a supercomputer with a bunch of nodes, various nodes, right? That are all linked up. Yeah. Um, so like we're all with democratization of the stock market, you had it in the hands of a few who were looking at it and they were able to go ahead and influence rules to go ahead and benefit them. 
But now with more people looking at it, I can look at it and be like, this doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm just one person, so my voice doesn't matter. But your voice, you're saying that too, and everyone's looking at this. So we have more computing power on uh, on a topic that's reanalyzing the way it should be run. And there's rules set up to go ahead and benefit these people in these situations and not to benefit me. So if there's more of us going ahead and looking at it like, no, I think it should be run this sort of way, it could influence the situation so that now they're not making the gains that they used to make, you know? So yeah, they don't want more eyes on it because it's easy to make money in the shadows, right? Yeah, I feel you. I mean, you're right. I think they are. Yeah, you're right. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just saying he's right. I think they overestimated a lot of people though, but that, it, that I, I think what you're saying definitely will happen. There are definitely going to be more people who think like that, but I think there's still also going to be a lot of people who just throw money and shit. Right. Cause now you could take the approach of guys like Mark Cuban and Kevin O'Leary who are looking at this and they're like, Ooh, I'm hearing the voice of the people. I, I don't, they don't care. They don't care about me, but they're like, this is the future of things. I better get on the right side of history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. The the issue as I see it is a lot of the the people who are getting meme bets are or meme stocks <laughs> are seeing it as investing when it's not. It's literally gambling. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the old timers have an issue, at least from a couple that I've watched. Like there's an old dude uh stocks with Bruce or something. Funny old dude. Um, but like you're not investing if you're throwing money in a pool and hoping that what everybody else thinks is going to happen is going to happen. Right. Investing, <laughs> you believe the company is going to do well. So you are trying to put money into that company. That is investing. And that is what the stock market should be. The stock market shouldn't be a casino. Right. That's a good, that's a great uh, breakdown. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. We'll get back into this a little bit because this is, I think that this will be a topic that we kind of uh, come back to uh, for a little while from now on and probably for the f- mm-hmm. foreseeable future, seeing as you two are already in it, I'm planning on getting in it. So um, I'll be the people's guinea pig asking mm-hmm. the dumb questions while uh, Jake and Wazzy kind of break it down for all of us idiots. Um, and I only know because I'm interested in it myself. I, I didn't know anything about short sells, ladder attacks, any of that. And I just, I'm like, um, oh, that guy talked about it. What is it? That's why I'm trying to let you know you're a fucking genius. And all it is is that something has to interest you. And all of a sudden you've <laughs> absorbed the information. Um, these are my uh, whiskey stones, by the way. I got these for Christmas this year. Oh, nice. AK-47 nice. bullets. But... <laughs> side note, does anybody know how to dispose of bullets? Because yeah. I have a box that I found in the attic. <laughs> I don't know what to, to do with. I got I'm about hand. to say, I got a couple of friends who need some bullets because them bitches are like very hard to get, especially, the, I don't know what type you got. You probably found some shotgun shells up there or something. Huh? Uh, they're like little revolver bullets. Yeah, I can't tell the difference between ammo, but it's like nine millimeter or something. Um, the box may say. You said what? The box may say. Yeah. So. Fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hell, you might want to go ahead and just invest in bullets. <laughs> I was about to say, bro, like, that bitches is flying off the shelf. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. 
Um, I was telling Jake that I, I really was excited to talk about Audio Slave today. Um, there's a lot to unpack in this project, so let's get into it. We're yeah, doing, so um, we're doing a pretty good on time too. I knew since every time we haven't seen each other for you know we we miss a week, we two weeks. First? You said what? Can we piss first? Because I've had like three yeah. cans of go ahead, Lacroix. Bro, go ahead. I thought you got up to you, piss you when you made your break. drink, no, I bro. Got a snack and and got another drink. All right, go I'm ahead. Not sure. I don't think ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead, buddy. Cut your wee wee. Yeah, look at that ass. Yeah. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> Man, bro, just fucking did the busted challenge on us. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, that boy do need a new chair too. Look at that bitch. Damn oh yeah. Boy. And that's like your couch downstairs. <laughs> My old couch that ain't down there no more. That's exactly what it's like. That motherfucking back sweat. You think why is he getting butt naked in that motherfucker to jack off? Just be <laughs> bro. <laughs> bro, I hope not. Because if so, I'm gonna start calling him blue bag. <laughs> You've heard of uh, uh Blackbeard, but here's blue bag. <laughs> Just get all sweaty too. Just cake to it. And you see where it's sweat at, right? It, it's where the pieces go lower back yep. and shoulders. Oh, That's man. where all the work is, baby. <laughs> Imagine putting a uh, JJ in that chair. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I want somebody to do. If we got anybody that listens to this that does like reclamation projects. I would love for somebody to get Wazzy's chair and then um like what's the word I'm looking for? Reno- renovate that motherfucker. My yeah, chair? Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, this oh. one it's a it's a foam based, so it's a pain in the ass. Man, if if this really pops off and Wazzy becomes like the hero of the podcast, like imagine someone going ahead and and um buying that chair for like thousands of dollars it will be long gone oh yeah why am i a hero it's it's on sotheby's being auctioned off because you're so wholesome yeah relatable um i'm not wholesome you're the only redeemable one here yeah like you're the type of guy that people do gravitate toward podcast still don't know why but Oh man! So Audio Slave, a um album, Audio Slave, break it down, Jake. Why'd you pick this? This um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Mike, you had uh mentioned uh and 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 was talking a bit about um features on albums and stuff like that, and uh, here we go with uh um like, you know, there's plenty of, I'd say uh attempts at uh super groups within the rock realm but they i feel like they're really some of the only ones that have actually been able to make it happen um and um they they don't feel like a lot of the super groups that i that i can think of they just they were a gimmick um you know it was it was a money grab attempt um uh, whereas this just feels um very sincere um and authentic 
Um, so that, that's the reason why I, I specifically chose it. Um, I think it's a solid album. I've never had a, um, I don't think there's any, I, I did have a little difficulty figuring out which album I wanted to choose from Audio Slave because this and, uh, uh, their, their next one, um, um, I really enjoy, but, um, I think you chose correctly. Yeah. Um, and what was it here? Uh, um i I, it's i don't have any specific like profound memories or emotional attachments to the album or to the band other than just that like this is super solid with, with everything i hear from them and um you know it's pretty much you got uh chris cornell who's uh, the singer from uh Soundgarden on vocals with uh, basically uh, um, Rage Against the Machine as uh, the band. and um, But it doesn't sound like Rage at all. And well, I, I guess in some parts, uh, like some of the, like, uh, the guitar work, I would say, like there's some similarities in tone. I don't, I don't mean to stop you. I, I'll, I'll talk about that on my side. <laughs> but um, uh, to, to me, it feels really rather different than um, uh, the emotion that's elicited from Rage Against the Machine. Um, maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um, but uh, Tom Morello, regardless of what where, what he's doing, um, he's the sounds that he makes with the guitar are, are super fascinating. Um, I don't, I don't really see many people approach the guitar the way he does. And, um, and I don't know, um, just really fascinating. And, and he's not shy to use uh, effects, which I don't know. Sometimes I, I really dislike it when people use effects because I feel like you're just trying to cover up something that you're not capable of really doing on your own and and you use it gimmicky but he treats he i feel like he treats the effects that he applies as an instrument unto itself and uh um in a, in a very sort of sincere sort of fashion um there's plenty of songs that kind of stand out to me on the album um but not enough to really elicit much comment on my part just hit after hit after hit so um let me ask you this what makes it feel uh, more authentic to you jake is it is it just because it's better songs than other super groups or what no um it, it's that um um the ineffable sort of thing you know you know like when when you're listening to certain artists and you're like you could feel the soul like whether it's rap, like, you know, and, and even if you're not a fan of the genre, you could be like, this, there's truth here. You know, you could either it hear it forced. in the words. Yeah, it doesn't feel forced and uh, and that sort of thing. And these guys, like, the, the feel from the, the, the entirety of the music that they create together, it, it doesn't feel like you're just cutting and pasting a bunch of stuff and sitting it next to each other. You know, it feels like these guys wanted to be in a room working together. Oh, and then, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what? What was you about to say? <laughs> oh no, no, no. It was, it was like nothing. So, okay, go ahead, Waz. 
I, I mean, I love this album. I remember when it first came out uh, because it was this and A Perfect Circle at the same time, like within six months of each other. Um, and A Perfect Circle was Tool and somebody else. But like during that that, that time, the, the alt rock was like going places. And this album, I've always loved, loved uh, Chris Cornell's voice. I think just I can feel what he's trying to get at. And then the throughout the album, the, the the Tom Morello stank is just amazing. Just the feel he gives to to, to the songs, um, and and like the reason I, I disagree that it doesn't sound like a, or that it does kind of sound like a Rage Machine. Uh, what is it? Set it off, and I think Exploder sound like they could be straight up Rage Machine uh, Rage songs, but with a different vocalist. And that is the Tom Morello stank. The there's an organic nature to his effects where he'll still have like the waz and i think i think i read he does everything on like four pedals but he's doing everything very distorted but it's also very organic at the same time just because he's putting his human flair into it mm-hmm. um like i i've always loved like a stone gasoline i'm the highway um those were my big ones from it or uh, and what you are um and show me how to live yeah, so I, I, I loved it. I love the I, I love the guitar work. I love Cornell's voice, except for I don't like his I don't like his ver or the way he does it and set it off, but that's also I like Rage, but the thing I like about Rage is the Tom Morello stank. It's that organic it it is a stank. I mean yeah, and that is what I love about Range is the or uh, Rage. It's all of the notes that are played are very deliberate when he plays them. Mm-hmm. And that has always been what I loved about his music. Um, yeah, overall, it's an album I listened to when it first came out, probably on repeat for a month or two. So <laughs> I'm very glad to, to to hear it again. I should have brought you back a little bit. Yeah, how did, how did it hear it again? Um, and it's been a while. I, I don't think I've done a full album listen to probably in five years. I like I, I've heard you know a couple songs here and there. It'll go on a playlist, but like the entire like I don't think I've actually heard the last four tracks. I think I always just once I got to I Am the Highway, that's like a decent chunk, and I think the rest of it I just kind of faded out as music. Uh, <laughs> I I don't I don't dislike it at all. It's just right. I Am the Highway to me is my favorite track and. The rest of the album after your your favorite track is not your your favorite track, so yeah. And, and not to mention that's kind of like a nice <laughs> note to go out on, right? Like, like that that I could definitely see being like what wraps up an album, too. You know, um, doesn't have to be, but like I could definitely see that too. Um, but uh, so like, was there like a disparity between? Like you're listening to it now and then, and like, I I never done a lyric playthrough, right? Never. I again, I could probably sing "I Am the Highway" and "What You Are" and "Like a Stone" word for word, but I have no idea what the actual lyrical content was. <laughs> um, so I'm glad going back and reading that the lyrical content kind of matches what I figured the the song was about from the little like chorus shit that I remember. Um, it. I mean, it feels stronger now because I enjoy music more now than I did back then. 
because I would have been what 19 at the time, um, 20 maybe. So I didn't have In the same. Yeah. Yep. 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 So I I, I can actually appreciate. I, I know why I appreciate things now. Mm. I didn't know why I appreciated the music, but now that I do, I can, the fact that I I know why I appreciate it, I can appreciate it even more. Mm-hmm. Fire. <clears throat> Yep, solid. Mikey. Um, yeah, this shit I always heard an audio slave, but I never listened to no audio slave. I just always thought that that was such a sick ass name to have audio slave. Like you a slave to the audio, like your your shit that fire, your your shit got them locked <laughs> down like that, bro. Like that's crazy. Um uh, so this the first time I actually got to listen to some uh I've heard their songs, obviously, but not, I've never even thought about listening to an album. So f- before I even get into the album, the first things that I ended up doing was I go to their Spotify page, right? Five of their like top six played songs come from this album. Like <laughs> everybody love this album. I go to Wikipedia. This album's got like six Grammy nominations. You know what I'm saying? Like and like three or four wins or some crazy shit like that. And then they end up winning like Beck's rock performance in 2004 off of one of the songs off this album. So like, damn, you put on a a show from an album two years old and won best performance. I don't know, but they, whatever it was, they got that motherfucker. So that shit was crazy. So off that alone, I'm like, Oh, these motherfuckers was really feeling this, uh, this group when they came out. Which I also wanted to ask y'all, how did y'all feel when y'all heard, all right, this, this singer from uh, Soundgarden is about to start playing with the band from Rage? Like, what is this? How did y'all feel? Did y'all, were y'all excited to hear about it? Were y'all like, were y'all skeptical or what? I was hype. You was hype? Um, so... This came out what two thousand two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was kind of like just starting into my rock journey, so I hadn't really like I had heard the the name Soundgarden, but I wasn't familiar with Soundgarden. Um, but like, good luck ever like spending right. a day in your life without hearing about Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> good, but good fucking luck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh. When I was first exposed to them, it wasn't as this plus this. It was just audio slave. Audio slave. Okay. Yep. You know, and then it's like, oh, wait a second, these guys. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's basically how I was. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess my, my my whole thought press before my whole thought process before ever pressing play. That's that was hard to say. <laughs> my own my whole thought press. Uh, yeah. Was my thought was <laughs> in the process of uh possessing. Um but before I ever the press play, I kept thinking to myself, man, how did the people feel when they heard about these two uh groups getting together? And then how did the groups feel if you're the lead singer from Rage and then you're the band from Soundgarden and you hear that they're just like, hey, we're going to do some shit together. How do the other people outside of this feel? I don't know. 
what I ended up reading is that the lead singer, my man's from Rage, I always forget his fucking name, basically quit Rage, and that's why they had to find another lead singer. So on their end, they probably was good, but I just I do wonder about how Soundgarden's band felt about <clears throat> they lead singer going to do some other work with somebody else. Um, that type of shit just uh, is what um, uh, makes me think. But then I hit play. All this shit bang. These first like three or four songs, I'm like, damn, was this on a soundtrack to a movie or something? Like <laughs> it's got real like good vibes for like a dope ass movie that came out, you know, back in the thousands. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I felt some Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, thousands. Ain't it? Ain't that's what you call the early thousands? Y'all don't call it that? Well, like <laughs> early like, thousands, sure. Like eleven hundred. Talking about like one thousand sixty-five. <laughs> you talking about the Great Schism over here? Hello, <laughs> my lady. I just took the two off. Well, I bet I'm getting used to this uh, abbreviation culture, bro. Early two thousands. That's just the too early much aughts. To... Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's it not like it would be great in a movie during there, and I didn't get to go in there, but I'm almost positive one of these had to be on a soundtrack somewhere. Oh yeah, I got some like Lenny Kravitz vibes on some of these joints. <laughs> so I was rocking out, dog, and I was like, it's a good vibe. And then I'm like, this motherfucking lead singer, bro, he crazy, dog. He his voice changing on all these songs. He hitting these crazy notes, and especially in um. God damn, I forgot the name of the song. Da, 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 da. It might be these bitches almost sound like an acapella track. Hold on, let me see real quick. Like the Stone and I Am a Highway both have acapella ish parts. Yeah, it's like my way. He like he hit these like hums and uh and I, I'm like, okay, bro, you try to sing, sing. I hear you, dog. <laughs> and yeah, obviously, I am the highway goes hard. So he was singing his ass off of me. But I always be like, damn, you motherfuckers is talented. And when you said that stank, I was like, that's what it is. But Jake, you had said, that's the first thing you said since we was talking about the collaboration shit. As soon as I seen it, I'm like, yeah, Jake chose this because we had this conversation. <laughs> and what you did was fuck around basically found the best one like one this album sounds good but two it got it's critically acclaimed dog it, they they got they fucking flowers on this bitch here dog but i also seen that they only got like three albums together or something like that two mm-hmm. so uh, i think they have like seven do they i see 2002 2005 2006 and then oh i might be something else uh 2002, three, five, and yeah, four. It is, yeah. So, oh, no, three, because one of them is a EP. Yeah, so you're right. I'm yeah, wrong. so they, they, they didn't really have many projects together. So, I don't know. Maybe that's just the band life. Y'all get back to y'all old shit with your other bands or something. But I, I, I guess I just feel happy that they was able to get together and create at least one piece of great art. And and that'll live go down to history. You know what I'm saying? Because um, I really like basically all these songs, man. It, everyone had a different vibe. Like the first three or four probably kind of had the same vibe, but then they started like he started switching it up a little bit, and um, it was a good listen, dog. Because I was, uh, 
you know, going through shit. <laughs> and so um, it was a good, it was good to kind of like listen. And another thing I like is that I could understand what the fuck he was saying. And he did have some like good ass lyrical content in a lot of these songs and like had something that he was trying to say. Now he wasn't deep. It wasn't like a whole bunch of metaphors or nothing, but I'm like, okay, you got something that you want to say and you want to get across on this song. And I, and I really do be appreciating that a lot of times in um, in dude's music. Like I got a, I got a, a I got a concept and I want to get this across in this song. And he got it across most of the, every time actually. So that shit was fire. Um, another thing that made me really excited to talk about this is because when I was looking it up, um, it said that, um, da, 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 da. audio slave was first formed after, oh, Zach De La Roca, Rocha, how you say that boy name? I know from Rage Against the Machine, Zach De La Rocha whatever um <laughs> so they was looking for a new vocalist and rick rubin is the one who put them on chris cornell of course so i'm just sitting here like bro rick rubin is a fucking genius dog <laughs> like this man has done so much for the music industry that i really need them to have some sort of um i don't know I want to say 30 for 30, but I need a Rick Rubin documentary dog about his mm. life. And I want him to do it before he passes away so that he can actually sit down and give us these stories the same way Michael Jordan was able to sit down and give us the last dance documentary because his, his, he's basically one of the main dudes that got hip hop popping. Right. But so to be able to be in that deep creating deaf, a uh, deaf jam records, um, putting people on like the Beastie Boys, working real close with Jay Z's and the M and M's, um, and you, you know what I'm saying? These huge artists, Dr. Dre's and Timberlands and shit, and then also being able to, at the same time when hip in 2002, you got to remember this is when hip hop is really like starting to take off and become mainstream around this time. At that same time, he's over here like talking to Rage, like y'all need a lead singer. Shit, I know this motherfucker named Chris Cornell over at Soundgarden. Y'all would do some dope shit together. And not only is he right, he really right. Like, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers make Audio Slave and make this bomb ass album off of this motherfucker saying you need to bring him over here and do some music with him. So, and you can't, you, the only way you can do something like that, Jake, is if you really know rage and you really know Soundgarden, and you really know how each of these bands and people sound and you can say like he would sound great with y'all together and it actually works dog so for you to be able to have your hands in just so many different things it's just it's just baffling to me because as much as it is the music industry guys it's there is a separation between genres dog there's a separation between the hip-hop the rock the country edm there's this there's is a weird separation between all these genres in the music industry and it's hard for you to even cross those boundaries so for rick rubin to still be that in touch with all this different shit and be able to have your hands in it it just it's really fucking mind-blowing to me because he's not just a regular motherfucker like me who can just listen to music all the time he's he's the head of a of a record label like the one of the biggest record labels <laughs> and he's still like got in touch with everything else that's going on dog so that shit is ridiculous rick rubin you are a treasure 
And I pray we get a documentary of your life and your accomplishments soon, dog. <laughs> Is he the guy who was at the beginning of, was it Berserk or Grap God? Of what? What's who? What song? In the, of the music video. Um, Rick Rubin. Was, uh, I mean, I know what you're who, talking about. I'm not sure. Oh, that Eminem song. Yeah, it was, yeah I think yeah. another. Yep, Berserk that's or Rap God. I can't remember which. It's, okay, it's Rap God. Yeah. Yep, because he did that beat. <clears throat> yep, yeah. So, and uh, yep, he, he looked like a fucking crazy-ass Santa Claus. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just, to, to just, I guess I always knew about his accomplishments in hip-hop. Like, all the people he put on, all the people he put together into studios to create some of the best. Because it's not always about you creating the music, Jake. A lot of the time, it's you putting another person with somebody else and create it so that yeah, look at his ass to create some good shit, dog. And that that's just as important as the people who are actually creating it because you got a certain ear and a certain know how to know. I know. Not only do I know you, Jake, but I know how you make music. And not only do I know you, Wazi, but I know how you make music. And I know if I put both of you together in the studio. Y'all would make something beautiful and it works. So I always knew about his accomplishments in hip hop. I didn't know that they extended out towards, um, you know, the rock world like they oh. did, especially, um, you know, in 2002 you, when he was on a roll. <laughs> you know, you know, it doesn't stop there, right? Like, you know that he goes deep into the country, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like Johnny Cash's American. uh uh, what is the uh, American recordings? Yep, that, that was him and Johnny working together. How this and, is crazy, uh, bro! Yeah, and 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 produced some of Johnny Cash's best music. You know, like I need that. I need that docu uh, ASAP, Rick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he's all over the place. And one of the funny things I think about music is that kind of like it seems like the longer music is made. The more people who are making music, the more they're going to isolate themselves from others. So you're going to get different genres developed, right? Like it was, you know, rock and roll evolving into rock, evolving into metal, evolving into death metal, evolving into uh, uh, Viking metal, you know, like... <laughs> And, yeah. and 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 that's such a niche genre, right? But now they're they got their own little circuit, and like they're doing their thing, and they got their scene, um, um, because you know, kind of like because you got essentially enough nodes paying attention to that thing and and putting processing power into that. Um, so you're going, so the diversity of music is going to expand like exponentially, and for somebody like him to be in touch enough with enough different types out there and be able to like keep that all in your head. Like most people hit a certain point where it's like, okay, at this point, I think I'm just going to listen to these five country singers. Yeah. And like, that's, <laughs> it's Toby Keith, Alabama, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you're like, I can't keep up with the new music and stuff, but you got guys like him who seem to always be able to keep up on it and make new connections it's wild it's wild and listen to this real quick this is um because i was i guess i skipped past this part because i was looking at how many accolades this album got but 
<clears throat> it says here on the Wikipedia, Audio Slave received mixed reviews, with some critics saying it's the worst kind of studio rock album. Rigorous, rigorously controlled, even undercut by studio gimmickry. They describe Cornell's lyrics as complete gibberish and call producer Rick Rubin's work a synthesized rock-like product that emits no heat. <laughs> Somebody was roasting this shit, y'all. That was Someone Pitchfork. That was Pitchfork. And this wasn't Rage, so they hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one of the things, like, I thought kind of interesting considering some of my previous selections is that I find this to be like, I really enjoy this album, but for me, I do find it like a run of the mill, mediocre radio friendly play. There's, you know, you know, and there's, but there's, there's literally nothing wrong with that. And I love the album regardless, you know? Um, And I feel like the person who wrote that article was looking for something super edgy. Yep. That was and from they, two they, reviewers they at Pitchfork Media. Pitchfork Media gave this album a 1.7 out of 10. <laughs> you know, and then, like, they just couldn't sit back, drop their this, like, weird persona they got and just appreciate what was in front of them, you know? Like, what the fuck? How'd you, how do y'all come to a 1.7? I mean, wasn't that happening? I'm feeling spiteful if I'm giving you a 1.7. I'm, I'm spiteful. There's something personal going on. Like, you slept with my wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at these reviews now. Some, um, the village voice said it was unfavorable. Stylist gave it an F. But then there's Pop Matters gave it a favorable favorable. The A V Club gave it a favorable. Entertainment Weekly A minus. Of course Entertainment Weekly loved it. Um What what time was this where we said something was favorable and unfavorable though? I must have missed this time of reviews. <laughs> Like it's not even a thumbs up or a thumbs yeah, down. It's, it's like a favorable, yeah. unfavorable. Yes, yeah, half thumb up, half thumb down. What the fuck is that, bro? bro you don't even have a boner. You're half masked. <laughs> Get out of here. I've never heard of this type of review before. It's like a pass fail grade. It is. That's exactly what it is. Pass fail, bro. Uh, but I'm glad y'all liked it. It sounded good to me too. And um. <laughs> It just shows you some people hate uh, pop. They hate change. Yeah, pop change and um, uh, anything that could be considered mainstream, but a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, because like you build up this little community where you get to be like the big fish in the little pond, right? Yeah. Um, now, uh, and I was actually kind of thinking about this a little bit earlier too, because I came across this guy's YouTube channel. So shout out to Key of Jeebs. Um, he's a uh, he's an old composer, and uh, uh, he he does breakdowns of music uh, of like songs and stuff. And it's they're not really reaction videos, um, but they're kind of like reaction videos. And um, he he's only started it not too long ago and he really pays attention to the comments and uh, suggestions and all that jazz. Um, so check him out, but he was doing um, a lot Send of Send me their name and I'll put it in the uh, description. Music Shed also does a lot of cool stuff with like... Who? Uh, music Shed. So it's like a hmm. dude who's, who is like a producer mm-hmm. and like 
talent coordinator and stuff. And he went through the entire like post-human album that I had and talked about like Figario or no, uh, I can't, uh, a peg, uh, a peg like mm. these scales and everything. So like actual nice. music theory of why it's good. <laughs> Yeah, um, this guy, he gets into that a little bit, but he tries not to go too deep because he's trying to go ahead and keep an eye on who the audience is and, and not going too too far out there. Um, but he's, uh, a lot of people have been like throwing him a tool, um, some Meshuga and some Mastodon. And I was listening to uh, his one he just posted yesterday, I think it was, it was a, um, I'm listening to Storm Breather by Mastodon. And, um, uh, a lot of the comments, people are, oh, no, 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 you gotta go back to their first album, listen to this, this, and this. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong, those songs are great and everything, but just like my experience with Tool, like, you have to allow the artist to grow and stuff. You can't force them to be what they were when they were 18, when they're 35, 40, mm -hmm. you know, and you can't go ahead and be a Soundgarden fan and think that Chris Cornell needs to sing a certain sort of way on an audio slave album or that Tom Morello needs to play his guitar a certain sort of way. Yeah. So I feel like it's a lot of, you know, a lot of those reviews were probably people not allowing, not wanting artists to actually be an artist and create something that's true to themselves and instead create them a product for themselves to consume, you know? Um, no. So haters going to hate. Before we get off of this, because uh, this was a great conversation about this album, um, did Chris Cornell kill himself in Detroit? Because I feel like I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I feel like I remember when that happened. So, okay. It was after a show? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And anti-anxieties, and they did not react well. Yeah. Okay. That's what I yeah. thought so. And it was kind of interesting too, because like that was in in the background of my mind when I suggested the the album. Um, but then also considering our conversation earlier, I think it makes it even um, all the more poignant because mm -hmm. um, shortly before that show, um, I want to say maybe a week or so at most a month before that show, um, Mastodon was in town and at, and they were performing at Royal Oak. And I went and saw them there, and I this ran into a buddy of mine. familiar. I think I I remember all of this. Yep. Yeah, I ran into a buddy of mine there, and you know, on the on the walls there's uh, posters up for the upcoming Soundgarden show, uh, or not? Yeah, Soundgarden show. That's who who was playing, and um, and my buddy's like, "Bro, you gonna go see Soundgarden?" And uh, I was like, "No, no, no, not this time." I'll, uh, you know, I, there's just too many shows I've been going mm -hmm. to recently. I'll catch them next time they're, they're in town. Well, next time never came, you know. So, you, you know, we always expect there to be a tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll be able to go ahead and he hear that band the next time they come through town. But you never know, you know. Mm -hmm. So you got to really appreciate the moment that you've currently got and embrace it. Absolutely. With that being said, uh, Wazzy, what's our album for this week? Right, we're going way back to 95, to the first album that I can remember where I had favorite songs on it. <laughs> we're going to do Frog Stomp by Silverchair. Silverchair. Frog this Stomp? Is... Yep. That's hilarious. This is a 
Australian band and the the dude's fifteen. I didn't know that till recently, and it doesn't matter towards the the uh, tracks. But if you guys can pick out my two favorite, <laughs> I'll buy each of you an AMC share. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might try. <laughs> right. Well, if we can make me one, I had to try for real. All right. Let me go ahead and grab this. You said the dude was 15 when he made this? Uh, The, the whole band was 15 when they re-recorded it out of Australia. Wait, collectively? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it was released on March 20, uh, 27 March 1995 when the band members were only 15 years of age. That's by crazy. the record label Murmur. Um, so we're doing the deluxe edition remastered or is just a regular is there a regular edition i only know of the original i'll probably listen to the deluxe because i don't think the deluxe actually existed back then all right i found it frog stomp remastered all right i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited all right y'all that was the no consensus podcast Peace. Hey, G on the beat.